There's a new GOP-led bill in the House to raise the debt ceiling. Access to Mephepristone has been extended once again. Details on these stories and more coming up on this morning's episode of BBP News. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. It's Friday, April 21st, 2023. I'm here for another Friday morning news episode. I'm glad you guys can be here as well. This is coming out a tiny bit late, and I do apologize for that, but we are here for a news episode. Chris, unfortunately, is not here with me, but we do have plenty to talk about, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But before we jump into anything at all, let's go in in the normal Friday morning fashion by getting to the weather headed into this weekend. And we start in Los Angeles, as always, and it'll be clear today with a high of 87 degrees and a pretty clear weekend ahead. Beautiful, beautiful weekend in Los Angeles. In Houston, Texas, expect a thunderstorm today with a high of 81 degrees and some more rain coming through in the back half of the weekend. In Chicago, Illinois... Mostly cloudy skies today with a high of 63 and some more clouds rolling through over the weekend. And finally, in New York City, it'll be partly cloudy today with a high of 68 degrees and some rain moving in towards the end of the weekend. But honestly, y'all, I don't have a lot to talk about here at the top. Not a whole lot's been going on. I mean, I went to a concert last weekend, okay? I, I didn't talk about this really on Monday, but I did go to a concert last weekend, and it was the most insane experience. It was only the second, like, actual concert I've been to in my life. I've been to a few small shows and everything, but this was a legitimate show, and there were about a 1,000 people sold out room. It was incredible. Such a fun time. I absolutely loved every moment of it. Got some merch, of course. I can't go to a show without getting some merch. I feel like it's just part of the experience. So that was an absolute blast. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I had a bit of a short show Monday because, well, my voice was kind of dead, so I didn't get a good chance to record anything great. And uh, I also wasn't home most of the weekend. But overall, besides that relatively quiet we're jumping back and forth between you know beautiful and rather horrible temperatures around here rather iffy weather but it's been pretty nice overall it's about what you can expect in new york for springtime so i guess i really don't have any complaints and as chris and i said last time he was on the show we'll take it over like 30 degrees and snowing so overall no complaints really it's been great lately And that's about all I have at the top, to be honest with y'all. So let's jump into the show here. We do have a few things to talk about, and we start off with a possible bill to raise the debt ceiling. And the Republican Party has officially put forward their plan for raising the debt ceiling so that the United States doesn't default on its debt for the first time in the nation's history. The plan was announced by House Speaker and California Republican Kevin McCarthy during a floor speech on Wednesday. And the plan is known as the Limit, Save, Grow Act of 2023. And this piece of legislation would allow for a debt ceiling raise of either $1.5 trillion or until March 31st of 2024, whichever of the two comes first. But that's not all that this bill does, as its other aim is to reduce discretionary spending by the federal government, and it would be up to 
$4.5 trillion of savings from discretionary spending. Now, this is being done in a number of ways, including cutting discretionary spending in total to fiscal year 2022 levels. It also limits the growth of spending down the line. And this bill would look to reclaim unspent COVID-19 funds, cancel the student loan forgiveness plan laid out by President Biden, which could still be shut down by the Supreme Court anyway, and would take away funding given to the IRS while also enacting work requirements for federal aid programs. In a statement, top House Republican leaders had this to say about the plan. They said, quote, the Limit Save Grow Act will limit federal spending, save taxpayers trillions of dollars, grow our economy, and lift the debt limit into next year. This legislation will make us less dependent on the whims of the Chinese Communist Party and curb high inflation, all without touching Social Security or Medicare, because no one is hurt more by inflation than seniors, end quote. The Republicans are also now going after the president, saying that it is time for him to stop playing, quote, partisan games and to come to the table ready to negotiate. Meanwhile, President Biden has fired back at this bill, saying that it is not even a plan. And in remarks made on Wednesday, the president had this to say, quote, But the House-leading Republican proposal would cut critical programs, so-called discretionary spending, by 22%. That would mean cutting the number of people who administer Social Security and Medicare, meaning longer wait times. Higher costs for childcare, significantly higher, preschool, college, higher costs for housing, especially for older Americans, people with disabilities, families with children, and veterans, end quote. And throughout this entire debt ceiling negotiation process, the president has been pretty clear that he wants Congress to pass a clean raise of the debt ceiling and that cuts to spending can be made later. There is not a set date for this bill to go to the floor. However, it is expected that we could see a vote on this next week. And with all that being said, it is unknown whether this bill will even be able to make it through the House, as we don't know whether Speaker McCarthy has the votes within his own party to get it through. But even if it does get through the House, it is almost certain to be shut down in the Democrat-controlled Senate. Needless to say, this bill still has a long battle ahead of it, and really the debt ceiling in general has a long battle still ahead of it, and we will continue to let you guys know more information as it comes to us. Well, the story surrounding Mephepristone is continuing on. As we reported on Monday, the Supreme Court had ordered a stay on the changes ruled on by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals that would go until Wednesday of this week. Well, now that stay has been pushed to Friday, or in other words, today, we briefly touched on the changes ordered for the abortion pill on Monday, but let's go a little bit more in depth. So these changes are actually just reverting the rules surrounding accessing Mephepristone to pre-16 standards. What do I mean by this? Well, in 2016, the FDA approved changes to the rules for accessing Mephepristone. It included allowing Mephepristone to be obtained up to 10 weeks after the start of the pregnancy, where it was previously set to 7 weeks. The changes reduced the number of clinical visits required to get the medication and also increased the number of healthcare providers who could distribute mifepristone. 
There was also a generic version of the medication approved in 2019 by the FDA that could be dispensed through the mail. And in the ruling given by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, they want the rules and the standards to go back to pre-16 levels before those changes were approved. And the federal government, who had appealed this ruling to the Supreme Court, says that if the Fifth Circuit's ruling is allowed to stand, it will have sweeping consequences for women all across the country for a medication that has been proven to be safe and effective. Now, Justice Samuel Alito, who is responsible for handling cases and requests from the Fifth Circuit, initially put a stay, like I said, on that ruling until Wednesday of this week so that the Supreme Court had time to analyze the situation. But he has now extended that stay until Friday to give them even more time. And again, there is still a long battle that could be had surrounding Mephepristone. This may not be the end. We very well could see an oral argument, a full-on case surrounding Mephepristone, which would take us to about the summer for when we would get an actual ruling on the matter from the Supreme Court. There's a long road ahead, and we will continue to update you as more details come out. The Fox News Dominion voting systems lawsuit is over. We reported on Friday that a jury trial was set to begin between the two companies over the claims made by Fox News, essentially blaming Dominion for former President Trump's loss to Joe Biden in the 2020 election. On Monday, however, the trial was unexpectedly delayed and pushed to Tuesday. But then, early Tuesday, the judge presiding over the case, Eric Davis, announced that the two parties had agreed to settle on the case, and it was later announced that Fox was set to pay $787.5 million to settle the lawsuit. Now, following that announcement, there was a statement put out by Fox where they acknowledged that some of their claims against Dominion were indeed false. However, they never offered any kind of apology for the damage that those claims caused. They also said, quote, We are hopeful that the decision to resolve this dispute with Dominion amicably instead of the acrimony of a divisive trial allows the country to move forward from these issues, end quote. No other comment has been given by the network since on the matter, and it is unknown at this time whether Fox will face any other consequences from this lawsuit. Now getting into rapid news, it was announced on Thursday that prosecutors were set to drop the charges against Alec Baldwin for the death of the cinematographer on the set of the movie Rust with the movie resuming filming. Also, three people have been arrested for a shooting at a Sweet 16 party in Alabama where four were killed and 32 were injured. Now, getting into good news for today, and it's a rather short and sweet story, but it is one that touches your heart, no doubt about it. So, in Florida, in Miami-Dade, Florida, there was a call to police that a car was submerged and there was a child stuck in the back seat. An absolutely terrifying situation. And even with all the efforts from bystanders at the time and Good Samaritans at the time, they could not get the child out. Well, police arrived on the scene and took over and they had a hard time getting this child out three years old this child was in their car seat in the back seat of this vehicle and the car at this point was fully submerged and so they couldn't see 
They couldn't see into that back seat to help get the child out. So one of the police officers, he went into the car a couple of times. He had to go in a couple of times because he couldn't see. He couldn't find the child at first. But going back in, he found them and was able to actually pull them out. And at first, the child wasn't breathing because they had been submerged for quite some time at this point. However, they started CPR. The child began crying and breathing once again, and it was just an absolutely emotional point for everyone at that moment. Just absolutely heroic from the officer's standpoint. Absolutely incredible that the child survived. It's just such a beautiful story in the end for something that was so terrifying and so scary. And... There was an amazing quote from the officer that saved the kid, and he said this. He said, quote, When the baby started crying, I started crying too because it was the best cry I have ever heard in my life, end quote. And that just says it all right there. It just says it all right there. Just the emotions were so high, and he was so happy that the child survived. Of course, of course, it's such just, these are heroics. These are heroics right there. The officer did everything he possibly could put forward all of his effort to save this child and the kid did survive and honestly i'd be crying too i'd be crying like a baby if i was in the officer's shoes no doubt about it but a great story to bring us to the end of this episode that is the end of this friday morning episode we will be back with you on sunday for a week ahead schedule that will be the week of april 23rd so don't miss out on that we'll then be back on monday for an episode to round out the weekend and then the whole schedule from there we will get into on sunday but until sunday morning you guys enjoy the start to your weekend bye 